Hello, this is Elise. Welcome to Autism in Outer Space. I feel like that intro was kind of boring. Sorry. <laughs> I feel like I should come up with a uh, more interesting introduction. Um, but I hope you are having a nice week or weekend or whenever you're listening to this. Um, I think I mentioned in my last episode that we had a little bit of an ice storm. Um no, there was no significant damage or anything. We did lose power for a little bit, but we are fortunate enough to have purchased a house that has a generator attached to it, which sounds really fancy, <laughs> but our house is definitely not fancy. It's just an area where, um, that, that used to, I think it's better. It seems to be better now. We haven't lost, we don't lose power a lot, but apparently our whole neighborhood used to lose power, uh, really easily. And, um, an elderly couple used to live here. And so they uh, had a full house generator put in. And so we are lucky enough to have that, um, which is good because um, you've probably, you might've heard in a different episode that I do have uh, reptiles. I have five snakes, <laughs> five ball pythons. And um, I also have a bunch of fish tanks as well. So losing power can be a little bit scary, um, but having that generator is so helpful. Um, so I don't know how long I will, uh, be able to talk for because I just had a therapy appointment, uh, with my therapist, <laughs> of course. And, um, I kind of wanted to talk about what we talked about today. Um, but I just spent an hour talking, you know, so, um, I'm not sure how much longer I will be, uh, able to coherently <laughs> express my thoughts for since um, I, I don't know if anybody else experiences this but I kind of like have a limit on how long I can um, be coherent for <laughs> until I start to like really have to think about what I'm saying and like I kind of need a break from talking um, but anyway uh, what we were talking about today was uh, a little bit about emotional regulation um, we're kind of going through, I say kind of, because we're not going, we're not doing this in the traditional sense. So what we're go doing is going through the DBT skills, um, uh, which I've, I've definitely mentioned that a few times now. Um, so we're going through those, but not like in the, we're not doing the DBT super like methodical, like through the, there's like a, uh, manual that you're supposed to use and like go through certain there's there's supposed to be like a group aspect to it I don't know I don't have the manual so I don't know exactly but um, I have a family member that's gone through DBT before and I know there was supposed to be like a group aspect and some other stuff um, so we're not doing that we're just kind of like going through each skill and talking about it and talking about tools you can use to help with that particular skill or to help you get that personal skill under your belt or practice it or whatever um as well as like exercises and things like that so we were talking about emotional regulation and uh, my therapist is not super familiar with um autism especially like in adults and, and masking high masking uh women and all that stuff um so she was asking me how I experience alexithymia and what what aspects of my life are affected by alexithymia. Um, and I was kind of explaining that alexithymia um, was 
definitely affected my life. I mean, it's always affected my life and still does. But um, I think it was a lot harder for me when I was younger because I didn't know that I struggled with like naming and talking about my emotions and inner experience. That kind of went hand in hand for me. Um, I don't know if it does for everybody with alexithymia. I mean, your emotions kind of make up your inner experience, right? So that kind of makes sense that that you have that if you struggle with lexithymia, you would have a hard time verbalizing your inner experience. So yeah, I don't know. I hope that makes sense. But um, so when I was younger, I was always struggling with you know, my, my sense of self and, um, describing what I was feeling. And I think because I, uh, struggled with describing what I was feeling, I also had trouble expressing my wants and needs. So alexithymia can really, I mean, it, it can really cause a lot of difficulty, especially for a young person, that already doesn't have, you know, the emotional maturity, you know, and and especially if they haven't grown up, you know, with their parents helping them grow emotionally and, and, um, modeling appropriate or really like healthy, Uh, emotional regulation. So there was emotional dysregulation in my household. And, and also I struggled with alexithymia. So I just, I just had a really difficult time connecting my whole inner experience to my outer experience. I guess that's kind of, kind of what I'm trying to explain is that my inner experience and my outer experience were extremely disconnected and I didn't know how to connect them. Um, And so it kind of felt like my true self, my true authentic self, especially with all the masking that was going on, um, I felt like my true self was really buried. Um, just consciously and unconsciously, I really buried my uh, true self. And I was kind of, I was trying to build myself from the outside in rather than building myself from the inside out. Uh, if that makes sense. I don't know if that makes sense, but, <laughs> but you know how, like, you know how, I, I don't know if this is what neurotypical people do, <laughs> but when you're trying to, grow and be your authentic self you take who you are on the inside right and you express that on the outside so your internal experience and who you are internally is what it is I mean that's that's who you are right and you and you express that to other people, your the things you like to do, the things you enjoy, your fears, your desires, your innermost, you know, workings. Um, and that's how you're supposed to 
connect to other people is by is by letting them know who you are on the inside that's kind of how you connect with how you grow connections and make relationships with other people it's how you you know how how your inner self interacts with the world builds who you are especially as you're growing up so but if you are if your inner and outer world are so disconnected that you're kind of doing the opposite and building your trying trying which doesn't really work too well to build your inner self through using cues and things you're learning from the outside first and as in like and what I mean specifically is like copying other people's behaviors, other people's personalities, um, you know, the way they dress, the things, the things they like, um, the things they say. Hi, everybody. Sorry about that. <laughs> I got cut off. My alarm started going off, um, reminding me that I need to go pick up my daughter. Oh, so, um, yeah, I hope that kind of makes sense. Um, but that is, I don't know, I guess kind of a revelation I had <laughs> about uh, alexithymia and how it affects me. Um, but that was that was more how it affects me growing up. How it affects me now, I feel like, is really different, especially since I am aware of it and autism. Um, that has been, and that's one of the reasons why a diagnosis is so helpful. It's it's been more helpful than I could have ever imagined uh, to to in order to uh help me understand my life and how I interact with the world and my inner experience and that my inner experience is there's nothing wrong with it and it's a totally acceptable and and even beautiful place to to begin interacting with the world with instead of instead of constantly from the outside in uh and and that's how I I guess that's the best way I can describe the way I have been trying to learn about unmasking uh and learn about who my authentic self is um that's kind of how I have been trying to live my life, I guess, ever since my diagnosis um, is taking myself, taking my inner self for who they are and starting there when interacting with the world rather than starting from the outside and just completely ignoring and invalidating my inner self uh, and the needs and wants of my inner self. Uh, yeah, I, I have been ignoring that part of myself for a long time. 
so long that I've had to try to remember to listen to my inner self and listen to my wants and needs and remind myself that my wants and needs and my internal experience is really important and i have to i have to convey those things to the outer world when i'm interacting with it because otherwise nobody knows what what is what my wants and needs are or because i don't i don't naturally let those be known without without ha- without verbalizing them like if i if i didn't verbalize what my inner experience is what my wants and needs are nobody would know because i don't i i don't my connection between those two is so poor that i don't outwardly naturally express uh via facial expressions or actions or whatever uh what my wants and needs are i have to I have to verbalize them to my loved ones. Um, I need to verbally say I am overstimulated and I need to walk away and take a break. Um, That being said, I, now that I have verbalized to my, my husband, for example, uh, some of the some of my inner experiences he now can sort of pick up on um, or he's just starting to there's been a couple instances where he's been able to kind of pick up on maybe the fact that I'm overstimulated and need a break or I'm overwhelmed and need a break um, and uh, that has been really awesome <laughs> it's been um, it's a little emotional for me for someone to you know, truly understand how I'm feeling, or at least as close as possible. I mean, nobody can just plug into your brain and know exactly what you're feeling or exactly what you're experiencing. But when you, when you do your best to authentically explain to somebody what you're going through, and then they remember that and try to look for those cues on the outside, it's, I feel like that is, a true definition of of caring for somebody um you know be being attuned to what their wants and needs are without them really having to tell you because they've explained to you in the past and you're you're able to come up with that with uh being able to read those cues on the outside i think that's just a really beautiful thing and um a really great way to connect with somebody um so yeah. Anyway, thank you. <laughs> thank you for listening to my ramblings. Um, I appreciate you. Thank you again for listening. If you'd like to reach out to me, you can contact me at autismandouterspace at gmail.com or come check me out on Instagram, um, which is at autismandouterspace. Uh, it's a pretty new Instagram account, but there's some posts up, and um, I'd love to get some uh, interaction going and feedback about the podcast. Um, that would really make my day. Also, if you feel so inclined to leave a review, um, if you're using a podcast platform um, that has the option to leave reviews, such as Apple Podcasts, 
that would be amazing as well. Um, yeah. Thanks, everyone. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thank mm-hmm. you.